Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I'm Peter Lads Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek: The Original Series, Season Three, Episode Nine. It's called the Tholian Web. So, full spoilers for the episode. And first and foremost, we're back. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a month since you had an episode of Star Trek from us, give or take. It has been about two months since we've recorded one of these because when we knew we would, you know, when we knew we'd have to go on hiatus, we tried with the little time we had before the busiest session kicked in, and we tried to record quite a few of these in advance. We had enough to cover about a month. We had a whole other month after that with no episodes. So here we are. We're back with episode nine, and you know, season three of Star Trek is you know known for being the weakest one with mostly poorer episodes. We somehow managed to leave it on a place where it was a good episode to come back to. That was not intended, yeah. that just happened. This, this was a pleasant surprise. I came back to this one and I was like, huh, this one's not bad. Yeah, brace yourself for next week because that's probably going to suck. But Oh, almost certainly. That was good. And not only was it good, it, this, this was an important one because the Defiant, the ship that we encounter in this episode, is actually one that's been brought up again. Uh, mm. For us, most recently on Star Trek Discovery, but apparently it was an episode of Enterprise as well. Uh, so this is a it's, it's a thing. It is the birth of a the defiant legend that is sprinkled throughout Trek history. So, mm. uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, so the Tholian web, uh, the crew are basically searching the distress beacon. The, the the ship defiant has been missing for a while, and they find it. But they then they beam aboard in in spacesuits, may I add? And I thought that was really weird. Um, well, it's not it's not weird in the sense that. Presumably, they have to do this from time to time. I guess they are in I mean, space. We, after we've all, we've never seen it before. We've never seen. I mean, I guess you take that as a. It's actually weird that we've, it's taken this long to see them in spacesuits, and b that maybe okay that maybe that just means that okay space travel is such a common normal thing now that it's not as free, it's not like when we're watching the Expanse and they're constantly having to go into suits. For yeah. various things, right? You know, now, now it's such a it's like getting a bus. <laughs> you just go on a spaceship. You take your seat. You're good, nice and easy. Uh, whereas this, you know, so yeah, it, it stuck out. It's been okay. This must be dangerous. I'm in spacesuits. Yeah. So they go across to the ship, and everyone is dead, and the crew have appeared to have killed each other. So they, they think there's a mutiny of some kind going on, which has never happened on a on a in the Starfleet which another thing I thought that, that's weird never well no the, the, the weird thing about this is that okay so Star Trek Discovery <laughs> had a mutiny which is set before this show yeah right um, but to be fair in Star Trek Discovery they also said this was the first time it's ever happened no that's true it just it just seems strange doesn't it never had a mutiny I was just well. I guess that just says Starfleet was created after we reached uh, our utopian sort of lifestyle. <laughs> after we uh, we reached that pinnacle and we we had the Federation, that was you know. Since then, yeah. things have been quite quite nice. We've been doing quite well since. There's been no mutinies, except for Discovery. Discovery shenanigans. Maybe maybe at the end of Discovery season one, when everything sort of like you know the. the 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 charges got wiped clean. So I don't want to spoil the show just in case anyone who's watching this hasn't watched Discovery yet. But let's just say that because legally it got reversed, maybe they don't count that as a mutiny that happened, even though technically maybe they just never put it in the records. It's, I mean, it was there for because the, you know the show like that that happened in the pilot, and then there was like a, a six month, eight month jump after that, and then the rest of the season took place. So there was at least about a year. In fact, no, actually, because the, then there was a, a two year jump. 
or a year jump when they came back, remember? There was, yeah, there was yeah. like a nine month jump. So there's about two years of time where this had to be on the record that there was a mutiny. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't, I mean, because they even refer to the character as the mutineer. That's that's what she's called for a long time. So, unless we weird, end up... Unless we end up having some sort of, you know, kind of like the movies where it's like, oh, this is now an alternate path, an alternate timeline, because things have changed. Um, Which could happen, but they've kind of been pretty strict so far in telling us that it's not the case. Now, of course, I'm not blaming the original series here. The original series is accurate in what it's saying. I'm blaming Discovery here for for Mark going against this. Up. Yes, this is Discovery's fault, not, not, not the original it, series. What's more egregious about this is that Discovery took quite a bit from this episode in general, right? You know, yeah. Like, so clearly, someone on the writing staff went back and watched this episode for research purposes, surely. And no one thought, "Hey guys, you know that thing about the the mutiny? Maybe we shouldn't be doing that." <laughs> like I say, maybe maybe they struck it from the record books at the end of the season. I don't know. Um, but hey, I'll just whatever. Uh, so they go looking around, and it's weird. They try to figure out what's happened. And everyone on the, the ship is dead, and then eventually McCoy finds like a weird, like a person who is like fading out of existence, and his hand goes straight through him, almost like a ghost. He's still, he's still dead, like he's still lying there, but his hand goes right through him. And then he does the same thing to a table; his hand just goes right through it. I was glad they did something with the table because at first I was like, "Oh, okay, are they are the bodies not really there? They're like projections or mm. something." And then they do something with the table. It's like, okay, no, they're telling me something's wrong with the ship in general. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh shit, we're, we're fading out of existence over here. We, <laughs> we have to get back. But this is starting to mess with whoever's messed with this ship is starting to mess with the Enterprise. You know, they're in this part of space where the realities are kind of merging together, and, you know, and now it's blinking back out of existence. And because of that, Kirk's like, okay, right. So only three of the transponders are working. Okay, you three, three meaning uh, McCoy, Spock, and Chekhov. You guys be on board. I'll go next even though there's a risk that maybe that won't be a chance. And sure enough, they, they eventually beam over. It takes longer than normal, and then they try and beam Kirk, and the entire Defiant just fades away of existence. So Spock then is in command, and he deduces that because of where they are in space, this is kind of like a, a wave. It'll come back. Like, you know, he kind of figures out, two hours from now, going to, Kirk will be back. But they're going to struggle to stay in this place because of, you know, all the, all the techno babble that Scotty battles off. Technobabble plus because of what's happening in this space it makes the crew go insane. That's what happened on the Defiant and we have a red shirt uh, who goes nuts. We have a Chekhov goes nuts quite early on. He's one of the first ones to go. Yeah. And then we have uh, you know various characters. So so, so McCoy throughout the episode is trying to figure out a cure to this madness that's happening. It's starting to like, take people one by one. Spock is trying to insist on staying and then of course the Tholians <laughs> from the, you know, the titular Tholians uh, show up and at first they're like, you have invaded Tholian space, you must leave immediately. And Spock says, hey, this is a rescue mission, approximately 1 hour and 53 minutes, the ship will come back and we can save our captain, give us till then. And the Tholian ship's like, okay, you have exactly <laughs> 1 hour and 53 minutes. 1 hour and 53 minutes happens, and they figure out, or at least Spock theorises that because the Tholian showed up, that's actually interrupted the flow of the, the, the timey-wimey space things. So Kirk's ship and the Defiant never show back up. So immediately, one hour fifty-three minutes. The Tholians like, okay, take me open fire, <laughs> and they start firing on the Enterprise. Yep. Spock fires back, knocks them out. That's, that's not alive, but you know, just he knocks them back. Then a second Tholian ship comes up, and then the extremely titular 
Tholian's web starts to form because the two ships basically start to build a web of these lasers, like a spider's web almost. They're just kind of building yeah. it. And it's like, okay, once this, once this web is complete, we will not be able to leave. So we have to fix the ship, you know, the Scotty's fixing the ship, potentially fix the disease. In fact, at this point, they just think Kirk's dead. They're like, okay, Kirk's dead. Yeah, they've declared him dead in combat. They declare him dead. Uh, Spock and uh, McCoy are starting to fight a little bit. Like I was noting, noticing this was getting a bit more aggressive than normal, like more than it should have been at this point. Uh, and then he kind of, oh, maybe it's the disease that's starting to take, yeah, I think so. take hold of them. Uh, but they go and watch, uh, Kirk's left a video, uh, a recording, a message to be played upon his declaration of death. Uh, basically saying, hey, Spock, you're in charge. This will be you know, the toughest decisions you've ever made. Uh, and you know you should listen to him, but you know if you need help, go to McCoy. And if he's if his advice sounds reasonable, take it because he's a smart man. You know he's, he's and then McCoy, like yeah, you trust trusting your captain, trust Spock. He's he's going to be the captain for a reason. But you know it's, it's the same time, like you know trust your instincts. But you know it, it's very you have to work together. Uh, all the rest of it. Uh, what I think was notable about this episode is that so much of it is actually Kirkless. Once Kirk fades away, he is gone for a long time. Yeah, it, it's and that's most of the episode is dealing with the, his absence. That's yes. what affects most of the the conversations in the episode. Yeah, it, it's McCoy and Spock dealing with the fact that they're kind of almost co-captaining to a point. Well, at least well, not supposed to be, but Sp- McCoy's kind of getting in there and being like, he, he's, he's forced his way. Yeah, I mean to the point where you know, Spock didn't even want to go and watch this video. He was like, no, we we got no time for that. Got to get on with the job. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is it's called the Tholian's web but the Tholian in this web is actually a relatively minor part of the episode all things considered because it's about it's about Kirk disappearing with the Defiant and then like try to like find him again and beam him back aboard that's the plot and it's you know it's, it's how do uh, McCoy and Spock handle Kirk not being there and being in charge of the ship that's the plot of the episode the Tholian web is just this extra threat it's an extra thing that you have a ticking time bomb yeah no I agree I, I think if it was me I'd have named it something to do with the Defiant like, see, that's the key instigator, and you know, Spock's being defiant and not wanting to leave. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's, call it's the thematic thing. Call it the defiant. <laughs> you could do just you could call it just that if you wanted to, yeah. but I mean that that doesn't seem like a, you know, original series title. So you got to you know, make it fit in a little bit more. But uh, I mean, Thulian's Web's a nice name. Don't get me wrong. It's a fine title. It's just it's not necessarily the important part of the episode. Um, even though I do think the ships making a web of lasers is actually really cool. I actually, I thought that was an yeah, interesting I, I, idea. I like how you know, every so often we get the established shot outside the ship, mm-hmm. and you just see them, you know, the webs getting a little bit further. They're just making it a bit more. Yeah, no, it's, it's a nice idea. So I, I'm hoping we see more Tholians and more webs <laughs> at some point. If not in the original series, you know, in one of the other shows, I'm sure Somewhere. they pop back yeah. up. Uh, but no, fun, fun stuff. Um, but of course, eventually, I think Ahura is going crazy with the the rest of the crew because she claims to have seen uh, Kirk in the mirror. Like in the mirror, she's like a ghost version of Kirk. He's still in the, the spacesuit, but he's kind of like, oh, this old ghosty. And they think she's going crazy as well until um, someone else sees him. And then on the bridge, like all of the main members yeah, see him. I, I think it's it's fair for them to assume that she's losing it a bit, given that you know there is this thing going around that everyone's going a bit crazy. Yeah, and then they and all then- see him. Yeah, because it's, like, it's it's Scotty that sees it, sees yeah. him down down in the bit, bottom, and it, they don't believe him either at first. They're like, "All right, come up here," because McCoy's starting to. He's like, but Spock's like, "Nah, yeah, they'll, they'll see what they want to see." And I like that after this scene, like McCoy just goes down to her and just takes off because she's she's restrained to the bed, and he just goes right down and just takes them off. He's like, "Yep, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> don't worry about it." 
You're good. Um, so, of course, that becomes the surviving Tholians. The they try to the, the ship's almost repaired. It's not quite at full, but they're, they're going to have to try it anyway. And they try and fix on to where Kirk should be. They try and beam him. They get pushed away. And actually, here's something I noticed here. Right, this is sort of outside the episode itself. Is they correctly use parsecs as a measurement of distance. This was long before the first Star Wars movie, so I'm just going to point out that Trek, Trek had their heads on straight. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, you, Star Wars used it correctly too. That, that has been verified. It has it because they tried to work out an explanation to Solo. Is that, is that, is that why? They tried to work out an explanation. They just did. Uh huh. Uh huh. Been the so, explanation that's been in the EU for about 25 years, but you know, whatever. Yes, but do you think that that's how it was meant originally in the, no, the first no, film? No, no it wasn't. But it was a mistake. Is, it Except stands. it. Except it stands it. Is corrected. I'm saying the research that went into Star Trek in the 60s is superior to the research that went into Star Wars in 77. I mean, that's fine. One space fi- fantasy and one science fiction. So, you know, whatever. Come on. No, no, no. That does not excuse using the word flat out incorrectly, right? That does not excuse that. It wasn't used incorrectly. I just told you. It's got context. It was retconned into being correct. Then it's correct. Problem solved. <laughs> retconned. Oh, no, but it, you you could just... You, you're just assuming he was using it wrong the whole time. You, for all you know, he was using he it right. He was. Probably. For the, for the point. <laughs> he was. Come on now, of all the bizarre defences of George Lucas I've heard in my time. Um, I'm defending the context of now. Not that I've seen Solo, I've just I've heard that it tries to justify the parsecs nonsense that people have been pointing out as a mistake for years. Um, they also explain how he got named Solo, because we all needed that. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to Trek. Back to Trek. So they beam Kirk aboard, he's almost out of oxygen, they get him back. They're, they're fine, everyone's okay. Uh, you know, McCoy's worked out a, a cure, uh, which Scotty does not think is strong enough. It's maybe be alcoholic, and he's like, this is not strong enough, I'm going to go mix it with my scotch. <laughs> yeah, he, he, McCoy's like, yo, you drink that, you'll be like, hit by a bus, you'll feel it. And like, he's like, he, he, you know, just downs it, he's like, do you think this would make a good mixer with scotch? <laughs> Why not? Well, I'm going to go try it. I'll report back. That I was funny. That. Uh, of course, uh, Kirk's on the bridge at the end, and he's asking, you know, Spock and McCoy, "How did you get on without me? How did you know? How did you cope? Um, what about the final orders?" He's like, "Final orders, sir." He's like, you know, "The recorded final orders." He's like, "Oh well, the, you know, there was the crisis. We didn't have time to watch the, the your, your recording, so you know, we'd get to it later." But no, now you're back. So he's like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll accept that." He seems that. very. Um, he doesn't believe him at all, does he? You know, he's just like, oh, "Okay." Uh, sure. I, I don't say? know if it's so much that he doesn't believe them it's so much as I don't know it, it plays to me kind of like he wanted to know what they thought of what he said because he, he said really nice things about them right Right. But and, and they're like oh we don't want to admit that we heard these nice things about each other and they're like, you know, they want, let's not make it awkward right we didn't watch his tape we didn't watch, watch his, his, uh, his last words <laughs> yeah but also I think he knows that they did because he's like okay okay sure you didn't Mm. Um, but hey, he 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 accepts that he's like oh, fine, fine. We won't, I won't I won't pry further. We're going to pretend that this didn't happen. We'll just we'll we'll do that. That's fine. 
Um, no, it's a good episode. It's a, it's a fun episode because it, 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 it's Spock in command. It's Spock as captain and how he handles that. Uh, McCoy questioning Spock, as he always does. Of course, the disease is making him a bit more aggressive. Uh, yeah, because Bones needs help being cranky. Yeah, of course, apparently it does. Apparently it does. Uh, and there's fun moments in here. Obviously... I, I love a good, we find a derelict ship, okay, something mysterious happened here, what's going on? And they never really explain it too much beyond there's just, you know, different universes and it's kind of phasing in and out. There's not really much more than that. I but assume that's why it gets picked up elsewhere, because people went, hey. There's more to this, yeah. Like we, we, we can yeah. talk about this, yeah. Uh, there's potential there. But, um, I, I, I love searching, you know, the derelict ship, and I think, obviously... The fact that it's also uh, you know a similar ship, they get to just reuse the same set. Okay, it's Na- convenient, isn't it? Nice money-saving measure. Don't get me wrong, but it works. It's effective, and I, I think uh, maybe it even adds an eeriness to it because it's it's it's, the, it's essentially the Enterprise, but there's all these dead bodies lying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know, it adds to the threat that oh, this could happen on our ship. I mean, you know, we're, we're visually seeing the exact same thing. Yeah. So you know, I, I think there's something to, to be said for that. Um, and you know the good character stuff. Um, even you know Scott gets a few good moments. Uhura gets a few good moments. Uh, Sulu's around. I don't think Sulu gets any great moments per se, but he's there. <laughs> he gets. I think all I really remember from Sulu is when. Uh, so the 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 crew are over another ship. Scott is in charge, and he's like, "I'm gonna go down and check something out." And the the the, the transporter. Sulu, you're in charge. So it's like, cool. I got this. That's yeah. basically it from him. Pretty much it. Well, the reason why Scotty left is because the the engineer down there couldn't get the transponders work. Is I'm going down here and personally fix this. Yeah, I'll do it myself. Yes, because uh, you know Scotty, Scotty be the the mechanic, you know, genius, the prodigy. All right, all right. That's kind of his point. Yeah, uh, I loved it. We have Chekhov first who goes nuts, and then after that, it's always red shirts. Like yeah, d- during yeah. the, the 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 memorial for for Kirk, where they announce him as dead. Uh, you know, after he says that, this one red shirt just starts screaming and raving and ranting. Just yeah. throwing himself I, I, I did appreciate that they at least used one of our characters, though, with Chekhov. Because, you know, it gives yeah. it some weight compared to just red shirts. Yeah, and I know her is kind of a mistaken, like, you yeah, know, yeah, a false positive. She's caught up in it. Yeah. So, no, no, it makes sense to use some of our characters. Um, so, it's funny because I feel like... The, the, the actual Tholian web thing, it does add like a, a, like a, a timer element to the episode. I, I think you could debate whether or not it actually needs that. I think it already had it. You had the timer of, okay, I mean... The, the sickness, the, right? That's the timer. The, the sickness plus, okay, we've got to wait for Kirk, right? And, and oh, you know, we're the, the techno stuff. But sure, the, you know, they, they wait there longer than that anyway because the Tholians going to interrupt it. But you can have it interrupted for whatever other reason. You know, oh, you know, it, we miscalculated. Oh, you know, he's not come back on this wave. We'll have to wait for the next one. It's just as simple as the ship's uh, damage. We can't leave now. Yeah, and the sickness has taken over. But at the same time, the Tholian stuff itself was actually kind of cool. Like I was like, oh, I was well, into this. It just doesn't really add much, does it? Yeah, but you know, it, it opens up stuff we can come back to later. We can come back to these Tholians and their tech, and we can come back to the Defiant as we know we do uh, at various points in the Trek future. So, you know, is this a job episode? I think it's, it's a solid character episode, um, and one of the, the the best. There's been like two or three good episodes this season. This is one of them. Yeah, this is. Probably the best one so far. I'd have to go back and check. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it has been a while, but I don't remember enjoying any of those quite as much as this. Yeah, fair. Uh, so that that is uh, that that is the Tholian web. Uh, I I think um, the spacesuit designs 
looked, they were a lot uh, to be desired. Yeah, they looked. They had these like big chunky bits on the front, and they kind of looked like art class projects. <laughs> those parts. No, I can tell they were very square in general, weren't they? It was more. It was for me. It was more the, the texture and the material. It looked like um, it was something that was thrown together last minute, and not something that was like really molded and developed to look slick. Even by well, sixty standards, I mean. No, no. I, I, just, I feel like you you naturally you'd want to round things whereas you know it feels like no cardboard box it's square that'll do we'll just put some foil on it you know they didn't they didn't shape it they just went with okay this will throw together nicely yeah it wasn't the, there wasn't the helmets that bothered me it was the it was the big bits in the front the big sort of like levers that they had in the front for whatever reason yeah uh those look particularly cheap to me but i mean hey i mean uh, obviously, you know, we, we we look at this through the lens of this was made in the sixties, but I I think that even compared to other effects or other practical props in the show, that felt a little bit lacking to me. Um, yeah. But I'll give them credit. This was this was an episode that relied on just the Enterprise set essentially, because you know, even when they're on Defiant, it's the Enterprise set. And it I is, think, but you know, it never felt like it was no. restricted. Uh, for a bottle episode, I think it was really effective and. I enjoy bottle episodes because bottle episodes often let the writers get very creative because they have to like think, okay, how do we make this work without going anywhere else? And I, I often appreciate it when they pull it off, and I think this one does. I agree. Uh, but hey, so that is the Tholian Web. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. We'll be back to a weekly schedule. We do have makeup episodes planned over July and August, which will uh, so you'll get two a week uh, here or there to make up for all the weeks that we missed in the last month. But uh, that's coming at a later date once things quiet down even more. But right now we're back to the regular weekly schedule. So uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, all these stuff. Get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel, support the show and everything we do here. Uh, you get these episodes a week early, of course, uh, at the $1 tier. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching sci-fi and Star Trek and we'll see you next time. <laughs>